Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for January 28th, 2020. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, a little a day late with this. Uh, I do have a specific reason for that, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, but we got plenty of all the weekend's action here. I got uh, something like uh, six, video, six new videos up on the blog. So let's get going on that. First of all, of course, we had a UFC show on Saturday from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. There were three women's matches on the show. Uh, so let's take a quick look at them. Uh, first one is Angela Hill versus Hannah Cyphers. Um, now this was the third straight fight that Angela has come in on short notice. Hannah is from Wake Forest, North Carolina. Now in regional MMA, she was known for knockout power. We haven't seen that from her in the UFC and we don't see that from her in this fight. She lacks aggression. And I know she is mainly a striker, so if her power is gone, I don't think she has anything else. Angela wins round one easily, and then on round, in round two, she takes Hannah down and pounds her for the TKO win. Afterwards, Angela jokes about coming in again on short notice, but that's a good way for her to remain in the UFC. It's just at some point, she has to face someone decent. And I don't think Hannah belongs in the UFC. I guess they might give her one more chance before releasing her. She's had two wins. She's now two and one. Um, we've seen this before where uh, there's a fighter who, you know, has had a certain effectiveness at the um, regional MMA level, and then they come to the UFC, and they're just not the same. And that seems to be the case with Hannah. You know, she I've seen some of her uh, regional fights, and, um, you know, she could knock girls out, but... She can't do that here. Okay, second fight is uh, Justine Kish versus Lucy Pudilova. And um, uh, Justine lives in Los Angeles, but she grew up in North Carolina. She is returning from her fourth knee surgery. Lucy is from the Czech Republic. Now, she's on a two-fight losing streak. She is ineffective. That's all I got to say about her. Now, this fight is at flyweight, but Lucy was a bantamweight and is much bigger than Justine, who moved up from strawweight. One would think that, that with that size advantage, Lucy would use that, but no such luck. They dance around for three rounds and don't do much of anything. You know, the fight was awful. Commentary tries to figure out what these two are trying to accomplish, and they don't know either. So... Justine won the fight 30-27, but she wasn't dominant. She squeaked out a win over someone who doesn't belong in the UFC. So it was a terrible fight. Okay, and the third fight is Sarah McMahon versus Lena Landsberg. Sarah is returning from two years off due to pregnancy and knee surgery. Now, she won a silver medal in wrestling at the 2004 Olympics. I've never liked her as an MMA fighter, as she has made poor decisions that have cost her fights. Now, Sarah is from Marion, North Carolina, but she now trains at Team Alpha Male in Sacramento. Uriah Faber was in her corner. Lena is from Sweden. She trains with former UFC fighter Akira Karasani. So this is wrestler versus kickboxer. Sarah took Lena down early and stayed on top of her for the whole fight. So I scored a 30-27 for Sarah. I didn't think she did enough to get a 10-8 round. Uh, obviously, I would like to see her face someone better in her next fight. So... Uh, all three of those fights are up on the blog. As a bonus fight, as a bonus fight, I have posted the match video of Chris Cyborg versus Julia Budd uh, from the Saturday's Bellator show in Los Angeles. And uh, I, I didn't know if I was going to post that or not because uh, uh, as I was, um, you know, 
uh, finding the videos for the UFC fights, I saw that there was a, also a video for this, for this fight. And sometimes there is and sometimes there isn't. And uh, if I don't find it first time around, I probably won't bother with it. But I think people... Um, uh, are interested in, in Cyborg. I don't think they're interested in Julia Budd. I'll get to that in a minute. Now, I didn't watch this live because at uh, $20 a month, the zone is way too expensive for me. Uh, this fight went pretty much as expected. Um, other than Amanda Nunez, I don't think there are any featherweights who can handle Chris. Now, in round one, Julia tries to use the clinch, and commentator Josh Thompson thinks that, that it's a good idea. I just don't think it would be effective for five rounds, like, and it wasn't. So Julia is mainly a kickboxer, and I don't really think she has the tools to slow Chris down. You know, the competition level isn't that good, okay? So you will notice that between rounds, Julia's husband and trainer, Lance Gibson, is trying to fire her up, but he doesn't have to go there and fight. Uh, Chris won the first three rounds easily, and then she wins by TKO early in round four. I wasn't surprised that Julia lasted that long. I think Chris was just being patient. And she almost finished her at the end of round three. And like I said, it's what I expected. Keep in mind that Julia was the Bellator champ for several years. So really, there is no one in Bellator who could give Chris a decent fight. I suppose Kat Singano could challenge her, but Scott Coker says that won't happen in the near future. I don't think Kat could beat Chris anyway. Now, Chris has always wanted to do box, so that wouldn't surprise me. And I'm sure she'll want to fight in Japan. But it doesn't change that there are, there are a few decent featherweights, but most of them aren't any good. So that uh, fight as well, that and the UFC fights are all up on my blog. Okay, now, uh, the delay in, the, um, in this uh, podcast is because I had a lot of trouble finding uh, Becky Lynch versus Asuka from the Royal Rumble. And so it really took me a couple of days to find a decent copy of this. Uh, I just, uh, my usual sources uh, came up empty. So I had to go looking for, you know, places I haven't been before, you might say. So the complete match is here, minus the entrances. You're not, just not going to find the complete match at most places. Okay. Uh, it's a very good back and forth match with Asuka doing most of the heavy lifting you know, she took most of the major bumps. The one thing I did not like was after Asuka kicked Becky in the head, the ref physically restrained Asuka so that Becky could recover. Now, the refs are not supposed to do that. They are supposed to treat, uh, treat it like it's real, okay? And in real life, that's a pinfall for Asuka, okay? Unless Becky kicks out. Now, after watching the match again, it's pretty clear to me that it was a planned spot, Okay, so what they're trying to show is that, you know, Becky won't give up, she won't quit, because the the way they made it look is that the ref was about to stop the fight, and then Becky said, no, no, no. Well, you know, listen, all they had to do was have Asuka go for the pin, and she kicks out, because they did it plenty of other times, right? But they didn't do that here. It's just, it's a BS spot, okay? Either have Asuka win the match, either she's out for good, for real, and Asuka wins the match, or Becky kicks out. But to do it the way they do it, do a spot like that, a planned spot like that, it's a load of hooey, all right? It just doesn't make any sense. So once they did it, did that, I mean, there's no way Becky was losing. And of course, they ended it with the missed backfiring on Asuka. I just thought that that one spot really hurt the match. 
I mean, there's other ways to accomplish what they wanted to do. So now Becky is going around like she is the goat. She's putting a goat on her back, on her, on her jacket. I mean, listen, I'm telling you, there's already fans annoyed with her, you know, with her yakking. And uh, I wonder if the crowd, live crowds will start booing her. She keeps, up, keeps this up. She is not the goat. And I actually wouldn't mind seeing a rubber match here. Okay, there's only there's one on one. You know, let's have a rubber match. Now, reports indicate that Becky will face Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania. Well, we'll see how they handle that. Okay. Now, the other uh, match I posted is uh, Charlotte Flair versus Asuka from uh, last night's episode of Raw. After Charlotte won the Royal Rumble, she was supposed to announce which title she was going to challenge for at WrestleMania. She, she yacked for like five minutes, and then she didn't announce anything. She said, I'm thinking about it. So the Kabuki Warriors came out, and the match started during commercial. The match was very good. It may have been better than Asuka's match on Sunday. It ended in a DQ when Kyrie Sane broke up Charlotte's figure eight with her insane elbow. Now, it was reported this morning that Charlotte will appear on NXT and challenge Rhea Ripley for her NXT belt. I'm not sure what show that will be on, but we'll see how it is handled. Okay, so all those videos are up on the blog, so be sure to check them out. Um, now, we do have a couple of um, uh, new fight announcements I want to get to. Let me just find them here. And the first one, uh, the UFC announced on Friday that UFC on ESPN Plus 31 will be April 25th at the Pinnacle Bank Arena in Lincoln, Nebraska. Several matches were announced, including Anton Antonina Shevchenko versus Cynthia Calvillo at Flyweight. Antonina is 35 years old, and of course, she's the older sister of UFC flyweight champion, Valentina Shevchenko. She basically does the same things as her sister, but not as well. So Antonina is mainly a kickboxer. She's 2-1 in the UFC, and she won her last fight over Lucy Pudilova. Cynthia is a big step up in competition for her, but there is a catch. Cynthia is 32 years old from Sacramento. Fans will recall that she trained with Justin Buckholtz at Team Alpha Male. She went with him when he left, and he has now opened his own gym, MFI. Uh, this will be Cynthia's first fight at flyweight. She was fighting at strawweight, but missed weight for her last fight. Though I think she's a more accomplished fighter than, than Antonina, we don't know what Cynthia will be like at flyweight. And also, Antonina has a big size advantage. She's 5'8", and Cynthia is 5'4". Uh, so that's the catch, and we'll find out how... This fight goes on April 25th. And the other fight, new fight announcement, for, which was announced yesterday, is that Rafael Marinho of Combat uh, reported uh, yesterday that Mackenzie Dern versus Ariane Carnalosi has been added to UFC on ESPN Plus 31, April 25 at the Pinnacle Bank Arena in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, this fight will be at strawweight. Mackenzie is 26 years old. She trains at Black House in Los Angeles. She is a well-known BJJ whiz. On her recent return from pregnancy, things didn't go well for Mackenzie as she lost to Amanda Rebus. Adriani is 27 years old from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Her record is 12-2. and two. She was supposed to make her UFC debut in August of last year, but both fighters pulled out of that fight. She fought Angela Hill in September on short notice and lost by TKO. She's primarily a striker. Uh... What her problem is, is she likes to go forward, go forward, go forward, and she, that makes her easy to hit, 
And in that particular fight, she didn't seem to make any adjustments for that. So I think we need to see a little something more from her. Okay, we'll see what happens if McKenzie tries to twist her in knots. Okay, that's about it. Uh, again, all of those videos can be viewed at my blog, frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, the UFC is off this weekend. Uh, I don't know if I'll have any other uh, videos or maybe some new fight announcements and that sort of thing. Um, if you have any uh, questions or comments about my blog or my podcast, you can leave them at Anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to uh, subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.